What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I hope all you guys are having a great day today. I hope all you guys are working hard, grinding, doing whatever you got to do to, you know, stay positive and keep moving forward in life, man. Today is Tuesday, April 16th. Today, I'm going to start off today's podcast by talking about yesterday's games. I'm sorry for being late. Um, I was out late last night, so I apologize for that. But yesterday was Monday, April 15th. Two games were played yesterday. My um, Philadelphia 76ers took on the Brooklyn Nets in game two of that series. The game was played in Philly. Um, we ended up winning. We, we are the uh, three seed. The Nets are the six seed. We ended up winning by a score of 145 to 123. Yes, we scored 145 points in a playoff game, which sounds ridiculous. And the Nets still scored 123 points, which is ridiculous, too, for a playoff game. You'd think some defense is being played, but it is what it is. We got the win, and we tied up the series at one apiece. So, with that being said, let me run down these stats real quick. For the Nets, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, if you don't know, from Ohio State, um, has 16 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Spencer Dinwiddie, shout out to him, he's from L.A., he went to Colorado, um, 19 points, 3 assists, 1 rebound. And Karis LeVert, who is a real nice player in the NBA now, who sadly went to Michigan. We don't like Michigan on this podcast because um, we're Michigan State fans, or at least I am, but... I expect some of y'all to be Michigan State fans, too. Just saying. Nah, I'm playing. You know, I'm just joking. But, yeah, Karis LeVert had 13 points, one assist, four rebounds. And, yeah, I do like Karis LeVert. Obviously, I'm a Michigan State fan, but I'm a, I'm a realist, too, you know. But we're not here to talk about Michigan State today. So let me get back to this. Um, for my Sixers, Tobias Harris finally came alive. It's about time because game one, he looked terrible. I feel like he shot like I, I forgot what, exactly what he shot, but I think he went like 0 for, or like 1 for 9 or some crazy stat like that. He played terrible, but he came back and bounced back today or yesterday, excuse me, and looked a lot more comfortable. He ended up with 19 points, 2 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 block. Joel Embiid had 23 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds, 1 steal. Ben Simmons came back and looked really well yesterday too. He had a triple double. He played really good. Um he was much more aggressive throughout the game. We'll talk about that in a second. He ended up with a triple-double, like I said, 18 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, 2 steals. J.J. Redick played much better from the, uh, game 1-2, had 17 points, 2 assists. Mike Scott had 15 points, 3 rebounds, 1 steal. And the man, the myth, the legend, the 7-foot-3 player, Bo Bond. Shout-out to Bo Bond. Had a hell of a game yesterday. 16 points, 1 assist, 8 rebounds, 1 block. Man. This game was really good. I'm not going to lie. For the first half, at least. The first half, our defense was still bad. I'm not going to lie. D'Angelo was doing whatever he wanted to do. Spencer Dinwiddie is a walking mismatch. <laughs> he was looking like nobody can on the Sixers could have guarded him last yesterday. He was just making it look easy. I can't even front. But, um, you know, they played really well. You got to give credit to the uh, Nets. Um, even their starting power forward, I believe his name is Cruces or Cruces. I forgot how it was pronounced. He's an overseas player. He, he played really well yesterday for them. He's a, a solid starter for them. Um, they didn't have Jared Dudley. I think they said he had, like, hamstring tightness or something like that. But, I mean, I don't think Jared Dudley would have been a big factor. All the analysts on TNT tried to make it seem like he was going to be a, a big difference maker for him. I mean, he played good game one, but he couldn't stop what happened yesterday regardless of the outcome. Um, but um, 
Yeah, so they didn't have him, but still, D'Lo, I really like D'Lo. A lot of people don't like him because he has a little snitching thing. You know, people don't like snitches, but, I mean, it is what it is. He was young. I can't really – It was. I mean, it was stupid, don't get it wrong, and it kind of messed up that Lakers team, even though they weren't even that good, but it is what it is. That's in the past, but I always knew D'Lo was going to be a hooper. Like, I seen him at Ohio State. He was always killing. Like, he was. He took over that year, that single year that he was there because he was a one-and-down player. Um, he could have went to Kentucky. He could have went to wherever he want, wanted. But for some reason, he ended up playing for Coach Stadmata at Ohio State. And, man, I knew he was going to be good from the start. Like, the Lakers should have just gave him more time. I don't know what Magic Johnson was thinking, but they, they gave up on that kid way too fast. But I'm glad he's found a home in Brooklyn where he can hoop, where he can be free. Because Kenny Atkinson is a good coach. He's a very good coach. He's got, the, he's got these young dudes unafraid, ready to go, confident. And playing like they got nothing to lose, which they really don't have nothing to lose. And you got to respect that. So that's how they looked yesterday, for the first half at least. The first half was evenly matched. I think the score was 65 to 64 at halftime yesterday. The Sixers were leading by one. And then the game completely turned. In the third quarter, my Sixers outscored the Clippers. I mean the, the Clippers. My Sixers outscored the Nets. 51 to 23 in the third quarter. We dropped 51 points in that third quarter. I think they said it was the third highest scoring third quarter in playoff history. I think the the two teams before them was the uh, uh, the early Lakers with Kareem, and I forgot who the second team was, but I know the first team was for sure the Lakers with Kareem. But we just couldn't miss. We came out the gate and B was cooking. Ben Simmons was getting shots for everybody. Tobias was hitting. Jimmy Butler had an off night. I mean. We didn't really need him, even though it's my favorite player. I mean, he could, he deserved an off night because, like, I mean, he didn't deserve an off night, but, like, we didn't really need him to put up that many buckets. We, like I said, we still ended up winning by 22 points. So, like, he only had seven points, but, you know, obviously if we win by 22, it doesn't really matter what he does. He still played really good defense and, you know, created a lot of uh, shots. He dropped a few dimes yesterday. Jimmy's core vision has really impressed me since he's been in the league. When he first got into the league, everybody knows all he did was play defense. And then he, and then to make himself an All Star, he got his offensive game up. He started getting buckets, and now he's getting a court vision. It might be ugly. He's only progressing every year. He's in the league. He's progressed, and it's it's what I love. That's why he's my favorite player in the league because he, he only progresses and he plays hard no matter what. He can have zero points. He's still gonna be hustling for loose balls. He does everything. Honestly, only thing Jimmy doesn't have right now in his game is a is a crazy handle. His handle is kind of shaky. That's why he doesn't really get most of the shots he wants. But if he gets that handle next season, it might get really ugly for the rest of the NBA, especially if he ends up leaving the Sixers, which I hope he doesn't because I like his fit there. But like I said, the third quarter, it was just completely dominated by the, my Sixers. We did everything, man. Joel Embiid uh, kind of was on some other stuff yesterday. He gave Jared Allen – I hope Jared Allen is solid because he gave Jared Allen uh, Jared Allen a – elbow that he did not deserve like even Shaq was trying to make it seem like it was just a, a normal basketball move but he clearly extended his arm and did a little more I understand what Shaq was trying to say he was trying to say like big men are taught to raise their elbows and squeeze the ball when they're going up but MB clearly swung at Jared Allen so I hope his chin is all right because he took a shot and he got up pretty quick so shout out to Jared Allen because I ain't gonna lie if MB hit me hit me with that elbow I'm dying right there <laughs> I might have died because that dude is strong as hoop as all hell and that elbow look 
mean and vicious and Jared Allen just sprung up I mean he got I think he started bleeding but that was it he got up like nothing even happened to him like I said if that would happen to me I don't know I probably would have retired right there and took off of my money but yeah back to the game man the, at that after the third quarter happened the game was pretty much over the fourth quarter they they you know it was the bench players playing um the six, uh, the Nets actually do have a good couple bench pieces. I've always liked. If you guys don't know who Theo Pinson is, he played at Carolina for the past four seasons. Really good player. I hope they. I, I really hope they develop him because he's going to be a really good up and coming player if he gets the right development. But that shall remain to be seen. And like I said, man, the end of the score to that game was 123 to 145. Game three is on Thursday in Brooklyn. Should be a good game. We all know what happens. We all know what happened the first time. Jimmy played Brooklyn as a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Next, the second game yesterday was a great game. Lou Williams, we'll talk about him in a second. The Clippers, the eight-seeded Clippers, beat the one-seeded Warriors by a score of 135 to 131. But before I start talking about this, man, I just want to send my prayers, my thoughts, my condolences to DeMarcus Cousins, man. Um, they saying he he blew out his quad, which sucks. So he's gonna be done for the year. It was just a, it was crazy because it was just a non-contact injury. He was literally just sprinting for a loose ball, and then you know he he caught like a what it looked like a flat tire. He dropped to the ground. I mean, luckily he was able to walk off on his own power. But man, it just sucks to see him go down. Like, like, like nobody wants to see anybody get injured. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And it just sucked because like he's worked so hard to get back from that Achilles injury, and he has to come back, go through this. Now he's not even gonna be able to help him get a ring, which they'll probably end up getting, you know, without him. But it just sucks, man. So like I said, prayers to Demarcus because that's tough. But the game continued, man. The stats um, for the Warriors. KD dropped 21 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, and 1 block. And Patrick Beverly was in his head. We'll talk about that in a second. Steph Curry dropped 29 points, 6 assists, 1 rebound, 3 steals. Klay Thompson dropped 17 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. And Kevon Looney off the bench had 19 points and 5 rebounds for the Clippers. Danilo Gallinari had 24 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals. Landry Shamit had 12 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals. Montrez Harrell had 25 points, 2 assists, 10 rebounds. And Sweet Lou, Lou Williams, 6-man Lou Will, the GOAT. <laughs> I'm just playing, but one of my favorite players in the NBA had 36 points, 11 assists, two rebounds, two steals, and one block in a big-time win for the Los Angeles Clippers. I was happy for Lou Williams, man. I've always been a fan of Lou Williams because he's one of those players that he could be 60 years old, and he's still going to be given buckets. And there's only two people like that in the NBA right now, and that's him and Jamal Crawford. Those two dudes can play until they're 60 because they just know they came out the womb saying, I get buckets, honestly. They were born saying, I get buckets. Like, those are the type of players they are. They All they do is get bucks. And to see Lou dropping dimes yesterday was impressive because I'm not saying he never passed in his career with the Raptors, the Lakers, the Sixers, and all the other teams he's played for, but his playmaking ability has really gotten stronger with the Clippers. And I got to give credit to Doc Rivers, and I got to give credit to him because Doc is obviously putting him in the right situations to find his teammates, and he's being unselfish enough to find his teammates. Not saying that he was selfish before, but 
you know, he just looks better, honestly. But with that being said, man, this game was crazy. This is one of the craziest games I have ever watched in NBA history. And I, I mean that I've ever seen in my life. Um, the game started off pretty ugly for the most I mean not ugly but I think the game started off like 17 to 6 I want to say the Clippers maintained a stay in the game for most of the first half they played pretty good but the Warriors were just too much Steph was going crazy Clay was going crazy they were going on all these runs Draymond played really good yesterday Andre Iguodala played solid um, even Quinn Cook played really good minutes for him the I don't he's not a rookie he's been in the league for a few years but he went to Duke for four years won a national championship played at Oak Hill under the legendary coach Steve Smith um but yeah all of them played good for the Warriors but the thing that was crazy was the Clippers or excuse me the Warriors were up 31 points in the third quarter think about that the Clippers won this game and the Warriors were up 31 points in the third quarter let that sink in they blew a 31 point lead that like they blew a three to one lead versus the Cavaliers in 2016 so three years later and history still repeating itself but that third quarter was the difference um or in general um or not let me say in general the Clippers went on or look the score was 94 to 63 in the third quarter I almost turned the game off but luckily I didn't I watched the entire thing all the way through and it was crazy watching it um because every time you would just see the Clippers were down they would be down 18 then the Clippers were down 15. Then they would get it down to uh, 10. And then they got it down to 5. And then they got it down to 2. And I was like, what is going on right now? I can't believe I just watched this happen. I can't believe the Warriors literally just choked this lead like that. Like, what is really going on? They, they literally just gave up that big of a lead to a Clippers team that was just resilient. That was the word of the night. Doc Rivers said this is the most resilient team he has ever coached. And last night proved that. Because a lot of teams would have just gave up. They didn't put their bench in. Doc didn't put the bench in. He didn't. He played the normal rotation starters and the normal rotation bench players. He didn't put in the, the 15th man or the 14th man. He did not put them in. He let his starters play through the whole thing. He let Lou Williams go crazy and Montrez Harrell go crazy. Literally. Like like I said, the score was 94-63 to 63 with seven minutes left in the third. And then, after, and then that final seven minutes left in the third – the Clippers went on a 72-37 to 37 run to seal the game. And the game, the, the thing that was crazy about it was the person who led the charge was Lou Williams. But not only that, he did a little bit of everything. Every Clipper pitched in. Every player did something. Gallinari started to hit shots. Lou Will was iso. He was doing everything. He was hitting all types of jumpers. He was. He looked like Kyrie in, in the series that they played the Warriors in 2016. He looked that good. If y'all don't remember, Kyrie was averaging close to 40 points, I believe. And he looked like that last night. He was hitting ty- all types of crazy fadeaway jumpers. He was doing everything. Montrez Harrell was blocking shots, dunking off lobs, getting assists from Lou Will. And they just played really well. They did not quit. Like, some of their players even fouled out. Jermichael Green fouled out. Patrick Beverly was disrupting Kevin Durant a lot. He was getting in KD's head a lot. He, I think he get, he made KD – he forced KD into two offensive fouls. KD was very frustrated. I don't know why because I don't even think Patrick Beverly is 6'4". I think he's like 6'3", 6'2". KD's, what, 7'0". 
and he was letting Patrick Beverly get the best of him. And that's just credit to Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is that type of player that you love to that you love to have on your team, but you hate to play against him because he is a dog, and he's not gonna give up. He is a pit bull. He was he was guarding Steph Curry full court, ripped him a few times, forced some turnovers. He ripped him once, had Curry on his back, threw it behind him to Danilo Gallinari, dunked it, and I think that was a, that play right there was a change of pace for the Clippers. That play where he ripped Curry at half court or just when he passed half court and he threw it back to Gallinari for that dunk was the play that changed the momentum completely. It just seemed like the Warriors kind of gave up, which sounds crazy because, like I said, they were up 31 points. But that play right there, I think, just defined the Clippers, and they did not give up. Even their owner was there, Steve Ballmer. He was just like, what is going on? He was happy. Don't get it twisted. But you can tell he's like, are we really about to do this? He was he was too excited. He was in that front row like, are we really about to do this? And the thing was, they got it all the way back to two points. And then KD hits, Pat, he hits somebody with a crossover out of the offense, goes for an and one dunk. And it felt like the Warriors didn't score after that play. They went brick, brick, brick. Curry wasn't hitting shots. Clay wasn't hitting shots. It just seemed like the the basket had a lid on it. And the Clippers took full advantage. Like I said, Lou Williams came and was not stopping. The Warriors had no answer for him. He was doing isolations. He was they was they even the game winning shot. They sent a double team at him. Curry and Clay sent a double team at him. He threw it to Shy Gilgis Alexander, who's a rookie from Kentucky. He took one dribble into the paint, and then the rotation was late. Draymond was there for the—or no, the rotation was good, actually, but it was kind of late, a little bit late. But Draymond came in and closed Shy for, at the free throw line, and then Shy kicked it one more time to another rookie who, who both who both of them start, by the way, Landry Shamit, who I kind of miss on my Sixers, and I actually watched him play. He was at Wichita State for the past four years, and I believe he's from Kansas City, Missouri, so shout-out to—I mean, yeah, I believe he's from Kansas City, Missouri, so shout-out to him. But, um— yeah, so that happened, and um, so he kicked it. So like I said, Shaw kicked it to um Landry Shamit, and then he hit the three to put the Clippers up two, and that ended up being the game winner. And then they got into foul trouble, or not foul trouble, and then they got into the fouling game, and the Clippers came back and did it, man. The game winning shot, uh, Curry missed it. They were down three with like 15 seconds. Curry missed it. The Clippers got the rebound. Montrezl Harrell got the rebound, of course. He hit both free throws, and then they come back down with like five seconds left. Clay missed the three, and the Clippers do the impossible. The Clippers did the impossible. So, man, it was crazy. So, shout out to the Clippers. Like I said, they ended up winning the game 135 to 131. I don't know when game three is, but as always, I'll be tuned in for that. So, as always, man, please continue to like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. Um, Hope all you guys are having a blessed one today. I will talk to you guys soon. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Peace.